The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the planet, 86690 Red Eye. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Thank you so much for being here. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and you can listen when and where you want if you can't listen live. Uh, overnight. The show's interfering with my reading. Yeah. I'm just reading here from, uh, this is uh, from CNN, David Axelrod. Mm. The mistake Biden must avoid in his big speech. It, there's only, only one? There's not more than one? The big speech next week comes at something of a hinge moment for Biden after a cringe moment after a after a string of impressive legislative victories impactful leadership okay it's it's true they're all smoking crack <laughs> we confirmed it let me just see here. I'm just. Uh, I'm trying to see what they because I just started reading the article and I was. Oh, so I got to go on yeah. the air. I want to. Well, I, I want to see what David again, former yeah. Obama advisor. Yeah. And as big of of a political hack as you can, as you can uh, get. Uh, I hate it when you read an article and it takes like to get all the way to the to, to the uh, the uh, the bottom of the story to figure out what he. Yeah. The point that he's trying to make it the one. Mistake he must avoid Tuesday night. Uh, the rest of the world has been rocked by the same forces. But as Harry Truman said, when you're president of the United States, the buck stops here. You can't jawbone people into feeling better. Ooh. Well, okay. and well, that's actually, well, we've been saying that. That's actually a, a, a great point. Uh, he writes, yet Americans have weathered uh, retching loss and jarring dislocations during the pandemic, many of which are still reverberating. We have uh, been buffeted by blistering inflation thanks to global supply chain shortages and spiraling energy costs exasperated by the war in Ukraine. What does he leave out of there? And the, and the spending that caused the inflation. Government policy caused the inflation. Yeah. Um, mindful of this, even as he reports on things that have been accomplished, Biden should avoid <laughs> triumphalism 
or grandiose claims like, not since Lyndon Johnson or the biggest since FDR, and it's in quotes because that's what the administration has been using. Leave that stuff to historians. What he's saying is, don't lie about the economy. (laughs) Acknowledge the stress people feel and explain how you've tried to help, but don't tell them how great things are, which they do. Do you pay attention to his, his Twitter account? Like over the last month, not actual yeah. Rods Biden's. Right. Yeah. Everyone is how great the economy is. Right. Every single manufacturing one. is back. <laughs> After New York manufacturing numbers tanked. Acknowledge the stress people feel. Explain how you tried to help, but don't tell them how great things are, or worse, how great you are. Uh-huh. You can't persuade people of what they don't feel, or you will lose them if you try. He's losing them. Rather than claim his place in history, the president should paint the picture of where we've been and, even more important, where we're going. You know what I think probably set off Axelrod? The fact-checking that was done uh, last week, and was it CNN who did it, Mm. on the president's claims about the economy? Yeah. He said, these are false, these are false, these are false, these are false. It's not in context. When he talks about how great, you know, how many jobs have been created and said, you can't take the fall. You can't take everything. If you're going to make a judgment, you have to go to 2019. And you can't go to 2019 because we still haven't recouped all those jobs yet. Right. So he is saying, what a great move. When we shut down the economy, and remember in that one quarter, what was it like, had a 31%? Negative GDP growth and massive job losses right. because of the government's response to COVID, mm-hmm. which was, as we look back now with 2020 hindsight, was wrong. We shouldn't have done that. Right. And But when you look at the massive job losses, we still haven't got back to where we were pre-20, you know, uh, uh, pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. And so all... You know, the economy, he, was, he was getting blasted saying he's got to stop saying that. He's got to stop saying like he created the jobs. Those the, those jobs came back and we haven't gotten to the point of being over it. If you look for if you look at job or if you look at population growth during that time period and compare it, we're not to where we should be in 2019. Right. Rather than claim his place in history, the president should paint the picture of where we've been and, more important, where we're going. The massive bipartisan infrastructure law that is just beginning to rumble. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the bipartisan measure passed last year to turbocharged, advanced American manufacturing uh-huh. and technology in response to the competitive threats from China. Mm-hmm. Historic investments to retrofit the country in the battle against climate change. Uh-huh. These are more than shining talking points. Uh-huh. These are pillars of an integrated strategy, a plausible vision of America's future. Okay. Well. Uh All presidents want to project such a vision, but when you have recently turned 80 and you're already the oldest president in American history, people don't instinctively connect you with the word future. (laughs) Well, 
So rather than merely claiming credit for what he's done, which David Axelrod just said, he really can't claim. <laughs> yeah, that's he needs to say that all the spending that we have done is going to make a great future, even though the spending is what's got us the inflation that we got. That's right. And as we know, just in unemployment alone, $60 billion in fraud. You saw that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. $60 billion from COVID unemployment fraud alone. Remember, the wall was only going to cost $25 billion. Yeah. But why have a wall to protect our nation when you can have fraud? He must speak about the crisis at the border. This is David Axelrod saying this. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's smoking crack. He must speak about the crisis of the border and what additional steps he plans to quell it. But uh, also the continued yeah, crisis faced yeah, right. by millions of undocumented workers who live in the country. Crisis issues should be solved by rekindling proposals for comprehensive immigration reform. Uh, well, hmm. well, look, they've tried to float that. Yeah, it doesn't work. No. Uh, you know, they've tried to float it recently. It's not going to go anywhere right now because nobody takes them seriously about securing the border. No. Not going to happen. And it's not what the American people want. You could have talked about the comprehensive immigration reform. Which is amnesty. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, I don't know. When's the last time, maybe, you think safely? Seven, eight years ago? Maybe even sooner than that. Wow. Yeah, probably. It'd have to be during the Obama administration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, but now, no. Well, you can't because of, you know, when you see in the paper, every New York papers every day, about Eric Adams going crazy. And yep. now, now, yep. now they say his popularity is, is waning. Right. Well, yeah, because crime is still high. And all of a sudden, you see the one story said 4 billion New Yorkers have spent, $4 billion New Yorkers have spent from uh, the migrants that Biden has sent there. Mm. The majority of migrants that Biden sent. Right. I mean, there were some from governors, but the vast majority have been from uh, Biden sent up there. Right. Homeland Security, $4 billion. And they can't recoup the money. Yeah, and you see in these, right. you see, because here's the whole point: it's not you're not going to convince the suburbs right now that Biden is the guy. No, so you have to go to Democrat strongholds that are the major cities that are a mess yep. with crime. Yep, migrants, and, illegal immigrants, um, and crime, and crime. And, and crime and crime and inflation mm-hmm. and inflation and inflation and inflation and inflation and inflation and inflation and that's the problem that he has a hard sell right now and so talking about you know talking about uh, comprehensive immigration reform means nothing. Yeah, no, that's it. Doesn't it? Doesn't you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. that's that. That's that's nobody's even open to that right now. No, you don't really hear that. And him saying, "Well, you know, he needs to visit the border. He needs to address the border issue." Who do you think? 
Mr. Axelrod, who do you think Joe Biden is? After all these decades of Joe Bidening and the Democratic Party, you just think magically you're going to write something and he's going to change the nature of who he is? You know what I find really interesting? Nothing on crime does he suggest he talk about. (laughs) I guess there's a few things you can't bring up. Spending and and crime, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. And the the level well, of, uh, no uh, Axel, level of spending no, was a crime. No, Axelrod says he should bring up spending is a good thing because you bring up just the infrastructure spending. You you bring up yeah you bring up the but, spending, but I don't think I that you think is good. I don't think that makes any. I don't think right now this is the the incredible thing and everything that comes up to try to you you would think the left tries to distract. From the president, the top secrets, Hunter Biden, influence peddling, everything they come up with, and and maybe it, I, I I'm willing to take the uh, um, the possibility that it's just my own biases, but my biases haven't got it in the way before of when I know the Democrats are effectively out messaging the Republicans. Right. So that's what I use as you know my barometer. Have I ever before? Have I always said that the Republicans? Our messaging better than the Democrats. In fact, you probably could say <laughs> that's actually rare. That it's, it's very rare that I yeah. do that. So when I when I say this, I believe it does have more credibility because most of the time it's like, damn, can't the Republicans message over this because the Democrats are winning this? I don't see the Democrats winning it, and I don't see things like infrastructure spending meaning anything to anybody except. You're spending the money there, but I need it. I need relief. Mm -hmm. And they know, the public does know, that the spending causes inflation. Yeah. They know it. Right. And we've seen the turn on the polls again, where now the public believes that, yeah, the, the spending doesn't. So when you say we've spent billions of dollars to build roads and bridges, well, I don't, I've heard that for years. I don't feel it. No, it doesn't resonate. And in Democrat in Democrat cities where you're talking about the big Democrat cities, most those most of those people, they don't have cars. Right. They can't afford vehicles. They use public transportation. And, and how's public transportation these days when you talk about infrastructure? Not good. Well, it's going to be better. Can you sell the fact that down the road things are going to be better because of the spending, massive spending, when we know that spending caused inflation? Or have we heard the, I have heard infrastructure since I've been a talk show, well, way before, in the 80s, infrastructure, 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 infrastructure. Has anything changed to the point where, and I know that the roads have been maintained, but the way that they're promoting it is the fact that it's going to be a, a brand new, incredible, high-tech infrastructure that you see and will immediately notice, and most people don't. It's just when you say, should we spend money for roads and bridges? Well, of course, duh. That's a given. But I don't think it has that impact right now. Well, it doesn't have any political drive at all. None. I don't think it's had much to begin with in the past. But it certainly... Is nothing. It's not a motivator. 
So infrastructure and climate change. That's what he should focus on. Mm-hmm. You've got to be kidding me. 866-90-RED-EYE. Tires command a lot of attention. As a top expense for drivers and a leading cause of CSA violations, any tire maintenance practice that can help extend tire life is worth consideration. Consider tire balancing, which can set you up for savings and a smoother ride before your tires touch the highway. Tire balancing corrects an uneven distribution of weight in tires and wheel assemblies, but the trick is to be proactive and not reactive. Conduct routine pre- and post-trip tire inspections and pay special attention to inflation. Tires with too little air will wear prematurely and create more resistance, which can result in increased fuel consumption, a harsher ride, and ultimately lead to a blowout. This report brought to you by Luberfiner, engineering filters that are built to do more for heavy-duty fleets since 1996. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. All right, I just uh, this is I do this on Friday once in a while, just going through. I don't know what made me think of it, just because we're talking about the insanity of uh, David Axelrod and his advice to uh, to Biden, and I we started talking about how ridiculous it was, and then I thought, oh, ridiculous. Let me look at some of the Babylon Bee headlines. <laughs> hmm. Politicians forced to cancel prayer breakfast after lightning keeps striking building. <laughs> Puxatani Phil emerges from Borough to let everyone know there are some documents marked classified down there. Uh-huh. My favorite one. Oh, wow. Alan Omar blames her removal from Foreign Affairs Committee on the Jews. Now, that's a Babylon <laughs> B, folks. That's uh-huh. and, uh, and my other favorite, the, the one from. Uh, I guess we we would use this from the uh, I don't know entertainment dating section online dating site now offering owns a chicken coop filter option. Mm. Mm. If I see one more meme on eggs, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will tell you I did go in the store yesterday. Now we've had the ice storms here; they had no eggs. Yeah, no eggs. There wasn't an egg to be found in the store I went into yesterday. Yeah. Orange, um, orange juice, everything gone. Most of the milk gone. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm sure they've had they've had uh, problems with uh, suppliers getting in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Most of that has to do with local right. uh, last mile to the store delivery. Uh, we had plenty of eggs. Nobody was buying them, but... Plenty of eggs in our grocery store. Um, and and I saw another analyst say uh, just a couple of days ago, it'll probably be late August or into September before we start seeing that 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 situation remedied with eggs. And now uh, gasoline going up. Uh, many gas experts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, believe that it will uh, get to an average in the nation of $4 by March. Mm-hmm. Now, at my local gas station, we went down 
to 248 was the low that we got. I went by today, uh, 318. So that would have been just before Christmas. So it is, uh, uh, you know, you're talking about a uh, huge increase. You're talking about 70 cents more uh, right. over the last month right. and a half. Right. And so that's going up. People are noticing that. Uh, we'll get to the other economic news that came out about productivity not looking good. That and more coming up next. 86690 Red Eye. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. The fourth branch of government, Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. So China's put out a statement. On the uh, on the balloon, yeah, uh, came out. Uh, well, we learned about it uh, within the last hour, and uh, China basically saying they're looking into it. So here is the uh, spokesperson for the foreign ministry of China, Mao Ning, and her quote here: "Quote: China is a responsible country and has always <laughs> strictly abided by international laws." <laughs> We'll pause for laughter here. <laughs> and China has no intention to violate the territory and airspace of any sovereign countries. She added, she urged U.S. officials and Chinese authorities to proceed, quote, calmly and carefully, end quote. But, huh? What, what does that mean? If you guys violated our airspace, I don't see a reason to be calm. Oh, unless she's giving instructions, you know, uh, some kind of hidden message, you know, to Hunter. 
It's all code. <laughs> Calmly and carefully, <laughs> if you know what's good for I didn't, you. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. But, but, but that's a great point because there's so much suspicion of influence peddling and the top secrets and everything else. I mean, everything the pre- every decision the president makes that concerns China. I didn't even think about that till now. Even the balloon. Even if there's... Even if there is nothing legitimately there as to why they haven't shot it down, again, the problem with this president is since he lies about everything and everybody knows it, and he has lied about what the generals told him in Afghanistan and right to the American public, he lied right to their face, that that perception is now planted for everything that happens. Yep. And I'm not talking just to conspiracy theorists because mm-hmm. the conspiracy theorists are the ones that come on and go, all right, it's a, because of the payoffs from China, that's why Biden's allowing the balloon to spy on the American public. They may, you know, they may complete the equation, the conspiracy theorists, but anybody else out there is going, hmm, seems to be a weird reaction. You think of some spy plane or whatever is over the united states you shoot it down don't you i mean you what's the response been and i tell you this after you get out of the politics of it that i just mentioned there's so many questions i have um i'll i'll be honest i did not know that anybody was using spy balloons in 2022 yeah I was like, well, I, I don't think, know the ability to control them. So I, figured, I guess it depends right. on that. I figured you have a plane that could do, you know, uh, you, you've, you, all, we all have a plane, China, Russia, and the United States, a plane that can do Mach 90. Okay. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but mm. you know, can do Mach three or whatever or Mach four that can outrun missiles. And so everybody's flying over everybody's territory. The whole thing about the balloon that's slow moving and easily trackable, you wonder, well, why didn't we shoot it? Why didn't Canada and the United States decide to shoot it down over Canada in the Northwest Territories where there isn't a house for a thousand square miles? Mm -hmm. So I've got so many questions on this because I went, my first thing is, are the Chinese beating us on balloon technology? Okay, I made that one. Well, up. I, just... <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, my question on that would be, is there something, is there otherwise a quality to the balloon that would not be detectable as a jet would be uh, or any plane would be? Uh, this was at the altitude much higher than the cruising altitude, they said, of a commercial airliner. Mm-hmm. So... All right. Is does that put it out of range? Because well, they've been tra- of, of the nature. They said they've it. been tracking it for days. Right. But did they find it by other means? And you know, these are all the questions that I would expect them to answer. But you know, which goes back to why are you talking if you're not going to say anything? I understand why the Pentagon wouldn't want to talk about this, but they did talk about it. But they didn't. They brought up more questions than answers, <laughs> which that's <laughs> all we get every time. All right, we're here to answer your questions, and every time they now answer your questions, you you end up with more, and the questions you ask not answered. If we find out tomorrow that Hunter Biden is looking for a ranch in Montana, <laughs> they were just they were just doing 
the real estate just searching for just him. Looking. <laughs> We're just looking. <laughs> oh, the conspiracy. The Harmon just looking. There are going to be, there's going to be memes on the balloon. I mean, you oh, you know that. Yeah, and, and that's the whole thing. It has a viral nature. Yeah, it does. It's So the Pentagon coming out with it, you know, I guess maybe they were trying to get ahead of a leak. I don't know. I don't know. They say it's not the first balloon, so why does this one get the publicity if this right. is done before? Right. And I don't know. I, I guess now for probably most of the advanced nations, I mean, if I, and I would... I just, I just would think that most of the spying is done by satellite. Yeah, United States, for example, I'm assuming the it's, most efficient because it's, it's, it's so crowded right now with satellites. It is so crowded with satellites that you just kind of blend in, right? Well, it doesn't matter if you're just up there. You can. That's that's what I mean. Right. It's it. Nobody's the the you know the satellites being up there are not going to be, you know, this isn't, that's not going to be a story ever. Because there's so many satellites up there. Every nation on the planet, hey, they they have satellites. Well, yeah, everybody does. This one stands out. Why, why use the balloon? And for the Pentagon, why talk about it? If you're not going to actually give enough details to answer the basic questions. You know, we still do. Uh, uh, I think it's the U-2 uh, Dragon Lady, they call it, which is our spy plane. Mm-hmm. And let me just go here. I just went to Lockheed Martin. They mm-hmm. talk about it. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Air Force ability to operate anytime, anywhere is essential. The, U, uh, the U-2S uh, Dragon Lady is an agile and reliable high-altitude intelligence surveillance uh, recognizance aircraft that flies... 24 7 365 to ensure global security with unparalleled performance but the, the but the biggest problem with the u2 is it still hasn't found what it's looking for oh stop it i couldn't help myself oh man they just uh... well i guess this will this will be a uh i don't know typical friday with Corinne Jean-Pierre, of course, she's going to defer to the Pentagon. We got a statement from the Foreign Ministry of China. Isn't there anything to say from Biden? Outside of the Pentagon. You know, Austin was in the Philippines. So... The question would be, what does the president have to say about it? There's got to be something that he's got to say about it, right? Mm-hmm. Something. I'm guessing she'll defer everything to the Pentagon. It's going to be a good Friday. Well, not for them. But this brings up so many questions. What was done about it? Where is it now? What was it capable of doing? Did we impede its capabilities or did it just never have the capabilities? And if it didn't, then why is it there in the first place? What are they attempting to 
do. And was this some balloon that just got out of its uh, natural orbit that they lost control of? It was supposed to be over Florida, not Montana. Hunter's nowhere near Montana. He's in Florida. Everybody knows that. They wanted to monitor DeSantis, the Chinese. (laughs) I mean, you know, these are all the questions. If you're going to talk about it, then at least answer the basic questions. Okay, it doesn't, it's not weaponized. It doesn't have the ability to attack us. All right. It's too heavy to shoot down. It poses a threat to populated areas. Okay, then where is it now? And what measures right. did you take to disable to it? impede its abilities? Right. Now, they implied they did, but they didn't get specific enough for right. me. Right. I'm not saying the actual technology. I want our technology disabled their intelligence gathering capabilities. And so the next question is, so it did have intelligence uh, gathering capabilities. What type of intelligence capabilities does this balloon have? Right. And if it's over the ICBM, uh, you know, if it's over the, the, uh, I, you know, ICBM sites in Montana, what, what do you believe the Chinese are looking for? What information can they gather from those silos that have been there for years? Right. And probably known by the Russians and the Chinese to begin with where they are. It's not hidden. We know where they are. Mm-hmm. You can find out. You go on the Internet and find out probably where uh, 90% of the ICBM sites are. There may be some top secret sites, but most of them, we know where they are. So and if this what, is are above- they, what, are they, what are they attempting to find out by being over there? What's the purpose of the intelligence gathering, do you believe? Right. And they'll say, well, look, if you want to find out more about that, go to the basement of Biden's beach home. That's where the classified information will be found. Right. Next week. Yes. And so, by the way, that's some of the memes that are out there already (laughs) this morning. They were out there quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I and and my question would be, too. uh, All right. If this is above cruising altitude, as the reports say then what are the concerns of of uh, airspace that belongs to us? Would that be a question, too? How high up is, do we... Do, do we, we control the airspace? Yeah. Right. That's, which is the right. essence of my question. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't I, know what that question I, is. I don't no. know what that is. I no. assume it's all the way to outer right. space. Right. Because we uh, clearly don't control yeah. the, the, uh, the orbit of outer space. Right. But do we at seventy thousand feet or eighty thousand feet? Right. Is if it if it's a fixed wing aircraft, is that allowed to be shot down? I don't know the or rules. Or are they using a balloon to circumvent that? Great point. Yeah. Is it a, is it is that a technicality because they haven't mentioned balloons? So you're not invading an airspace because the foreign minister spokesperson yeah, you're right. mentions, you know, um, <laughs> that that. China has no intention to violate the territory and airspace of any sovereign countries. Well, the question is, is that a technicality? And is that the reason they use this technology is because they can get away with it? The balloon was over uh, Joe Biden's garage. It is now 
over the University of Delaware, hoping to gather information uh, before the special counsel finds anything. It's likely to gather a lot more information than they will. <laughs> 866 red eye Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Red Eye Radio, he's Eric Crowley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Well, Bernie Sanders was mocked online yesterday for selling tickets to his anti-capitalism speech and book event. Twitter users went after him. Uh, Sanders, as we know, self-avowed socialist over his uh, speech price criticizing capitalism and for promoting his book criticizing capitalism, which is slated for March. Front row seats ran nearly a 100 bucks. Georgia Republican uh, Austin Scott uh, said to Fox News Digital, Sanders is the ultimate capitalist. He's been selling the same trash over and over and over again for years. Multimillionaire Bernie Sanders is charging up to $100 per ticket to attend his upcoming anti-capitalism event where he will be hawking his anti-capitalism book for 28 bucks. <laughs> said another. Said to Dan Crenshaw of, uh, of Texas, he blasted Sanders over the event, saying, anybody else see the irony of Bernie Sanders selling tickets for his, quote, it's okay to be angry about capitalism book tour? On Ticketmaster? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was tweeted out again. Bernie Sanders selling tickets on his book tour. It's okay to be angry about capitalism. On Ticketmaster. Yeah. Oh, my. Well, got to pay for that lake house somehow. I guess so. Said our colleague Ben Shapiro. (laughs) (laughs) This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we're Red Eye Radio. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and you can listen when and where you choose if you can't listen live overnight. Good morning, I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Carley. You know, I was thinking very quickly here before we get to a bunch of other stuff here to end to end the week. we got still a ton of things to, uh, to talk about. <laughs> you know, the whole Bernie Sanders anti-capitalism speech mm. that he's selling uh, tickets for as high as, you know, the... Prime seats close to a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and the worst thing probably of all is that he is selling them through Ticketmaster. <laughs> yeah, that has to drive every liberal just insane that he's selling them through Ticketmaster. But what I think is the <laughs> ultimate in capitalism for him is think about this: he's doing he he's going to promote. It's not like he's having a book signing. Or he's showing up somewhere and saying, look, 
Come on in. It's for free. I'll tell you about the book. If you want to buy the book at the end, you can buy the $28 book. And I'll sign it. Right. He's charging just to talk about the book that he wants you to buy. I mean, that's the ultimate in capitalism, is it not? Well, that's the thing. $100 to get in or you could just buy the book for 20 Right. <laughs> but just to be up close to Bernie. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. I just said because that's that's the ultimate in capitalism. I will sell you to tell you about the book that I want you to buy for an extra twenty eight bucks. Well, look, if I'm going to pay a hundred bucks, then you read the book start to finish. If if that's the appeal, then you read it live. Actually, instead of being an anti-capitalism book, it should be how to do capitalism. A socialist tells you how to do capitalism correctly. Well, well do exactly well, what I'm doing here. How to sell a book and charge them $100 more to have you talk about, about the, the book, book that they're there to buy. <laughs> if that's not genius capitalism, I don't know what is. <laughs> like the rolling stones are going on tour but before the concert they're going to charge you another three hundred dollars to tell to you come out and talk about, about what they're tour. about to do <laughs> just great genius i don't know why i didn't think of it man wow Call Mr. Beast. There's somebody now that's monetizing on a whole new level. <laughs> Dude, you gotta you gotta check this out. I know. This 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 Bernie is really a he has found the most beautiful thing of capitalism. How to use capitalism to sell socialism that he claims he believes in, but his behavior is exactly the opposite of a socialist. And he gets all the idiots to buy into it. Right. My question, how much did he charge to go to the bathroom? <laughs> it's probably it's another God, 50 those, bucks. Oh, <laughs> in the stalls, yeah. got the quarter little little, little machines. Remember those machines? Yeah. Right, yeah. I got to go. I don't have a quarter. Or then you say, eh, no thanks, I'll just hold it. Oh, well, that's $25. <laughs> I mean, well, the thing it would be tougher because that was the, uh, that wasn't, the urinals were free. It was the... Uh, mm. Stalls mm. that used to cost a quarter. Mm. Well, that was then. <laughs> That's right. Now you charge for both. <laughs> well, you're right. Because your nitrogenous wastes are a, are, are a hazardous material. Right, you got to pay for that. Right. And, so you, and could, you, could, you could sell that under the fact of environmentally friendly. Right. And, and we didn't, uh, this is something we're just now learning, uh, just moments ago, came across it. He charged $200 to leave. <laughs> We're not sure if that story is accurate, that part of it. Uh, he's he's making it up as he goes along, so why can't we? Right? Well, he's, he's, he's making bank as he goes along. I know. I mean, that's genius capitalism. I know. <laughs> Look, I'm going to charge them 100 bucks a head. Watch this. I'm going to charge them. Get this. A hundred bucks each to slam capitalism. 
and they're going to pay for it. Now, those are the prime seats. You you can buy seats. I think it's without the Ticketmaster fee, though, of, you know, up high in the balcony for like Mm. 35 bucks. Well, what about the the third-party sellers online? What did those go for? Oh, man, I got to know. That'll be really interesting to see. People out front, hey, I got two seats, prime seats, 450 each. No, Hunter, I'm not buying your leftover tickets. Remember when Hillary and Bill did that tour? Oh, my gosh, and nobody showed up. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. That was brutal. Because the first few stops, they basically were closing off, you know, yeah, the access, the, the, a lot of the seats. Huge curtains and, and pushing, stuff. Yeah, yeah and pushing that. everybody forward. And then it was like, okay, we've got to cancel it. Nobody's there. <laughs> Nobody wants to pay to hear you talk. Wow. Well, here's the thing. When you won't shut up, you shouldn't expect that people are going to pay to hear you keep talking. Right? Yeah. And basically both of them would talk to no end. Why would well, why would I pay look, you Bern- to keep talking? Bernie's an angry guy. Bernie hates our system. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. He hates it. Mm-hmm. The people that like Bernie are angry. They're angry too. Mm-hmm. Think about this. This is the utmost in capitalism where you get angry people to come and watch you be angry about capitalism after he ultimately exploits you in capitalism. You're angry, but then you hear his anger. He uses you as his tool to embrace capitalism and become rich, and you go away from angry to happy. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. That's an interesting personality from the person who would go to see Bernie. Mm Mm-hmm. Best hundred dollars I've ever spent. <laughs> Plus the twenty nine ninety five for the book. My gosh. That's an investment. <laughs> Where now I can go tell everybody that I know and love I spent a hundred and thirty bucks. Wait a minute. Doesn't the guy with the I can't think of his name. Remember the mm-hmm. guy, the motivational speaker, guy with the teeth? Tony Robbins? Yeah, didn't Tony Robbins, wasn't the first one for him even free? Like, don't they bring you in and the first part of it's, like, the first speech is free. You get tickets that are free and then they try to sell you everything? I don't remember if he was free or not. I'm not I'm not sure. I know a lot of them did that. A lot of the uh, real estate courses show up, it's free. And then if you want to learn more, if you want the actual secret, it's $900 per month for 12 months. Which the actual secret is set up a seminar. Set up free seminars. Set up free seminars. It's a free seminar. It's a free seminar where you will learn nothing unless you pay. Yeah. I always like the George Carlin one on uh, motivational speakers. Why are you going? You've bought, you bought the books, you bought the tapes, you go. You're you took, mo- you're you took mo- the day off, you fought you traffic. Off. Right. You're already motivated. You parked. You're already motivated. You're just focused in the what wrong direction. Right. What are you doing? What are you doing? 
which is so true. I, I, I gave this man $130 so I could tell all my friends about how great socialism is <laughs> and why people shouldn't get rich. Well, what did the guy do with his 130 bucks? Well, he, he... Building a fourth house. <laughs> built, is he a millionaire? Well, yeah, but not that kind of millionaire. <laughs> He's a socialist millionaire with power. He got he got rich through his hypocrisy, and so we're we're on the left, and we're socialists, so we're very happy about that. How did he How did he get all that access to promote himself? He spent years in power in the federal government. <laughs> Wait, oh my god, what? This may be better than Bill Maher going after everybody on the left for their private plane flights. Right? Yeah. No, I, I, it's that, this might this might even be, be better. This if is, you're if you're Bernie, you got to be laughing. Yeah, where'd you get your tickets? Ticketmaster. His next Bush book should be socialists are idiots, <laughs> or people who think they're socialists are idiots. Honestly, because they'll buy anything. Right. Thank you, socialists, for supporting my capitalism. Right. <laughs> All these, rich- and it's not good. The thing is, it's not going for some socialist cause. It's no. not. It's it's not going to the workers' party. No, it's going into Bernie Sanders' pockets, right? To so he can afford to have his three homes, right? Right. All these rich elites showing up, feeling better about themselves. <laughs> what a bargain! <laughs> They'll take their private planes there and then their private planes home. Exactly. And everybody was saying, we care about the world. Right. And we care about equality for all. But they drove and a social. Tesla to the air, uh, to the airport. So, oh, yeah. you know, they'll feel better about that. Oh, no. No, they don't. I'm sorry. They're angry about now they're embarrassed to drive a Tesla because Elon Musk believes in free speech. I forgot about that part. By the way, proof when the, when they come out and say that. And they've been saying that since he bought Twitter and the Twitter files that, you know, kept coming out over and over again. Now I'm embarrassed to drive it. So you're admitting yeah. it was only about what people thought. Do you believe in the technology or not? You know, I, I was really into electric vehicles and I, I wanted a Tesla. But then this guy came out and said he was against censorship and he was for free speech. Well, I as a liberal cannot be for free speech and I must be for censorship. Otherwise, I can't buy that electric car yeah. that they've been conning me on also. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah. That's the one thing I would have liked if God for a day, just for a day, mm-hmm. so we could relate to it. Put us in a mind of, uh, let us be, uh, give us a Vulcan mind meld to just have the mind of a liberal today just to see how the thought process goes in your head. No, I, I, I sort of remember what it's like to be a three-year-old. <laughs> I've forgotten. I need a refresher course. <laughs> <laughs> 866-90-RED-EYE. In Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, Thursday morning. Punxsutawney Phil, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, and the crowd was breathless to hear what the great groundhog weather forecaster would say. I see a shadow 
And no matter how you measure, it's six more weeks of winter weather. However, on the part of most human weather forecasters... There's some disagreement. U.S. Department of Agriculture Chief Meteorologist Mark Busberg says Phil's forecast pretty much conflicts with the folks at the National Weather Service. They're calling for... Warmer than normal conditions likely across the south and along most of the east coast, and that includes Pennsylvania. So they were anticipating a quick start to the spring. So where does Mark Rusberg stand on this? Right in the middle. He doesn't want to commit either way because he respects the opinions of all forecasters. Whether they've got two legs or four. Or more. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The USDA report is brought to you by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Highway Diesel Fuel. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. A clean, comfortable... Front Eye Radio, he's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. Well, as the uh, the cold weather is uh, and the ice storms are leaving uh, the south, uh, polar vortex in the northeast, I'm looking at some of the temperatures. Boston, Massachusetts, at 33 degrees. By the time they get to the end of the day, it'll be like minus 6, minus 7 degrees below zero. I saw Burlington, Vermont, since we're talking about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> hmm. Uh, like minus 15 degrees. That's not wind chill or feels like that's actual temperatures tonight. Same with Montreal, minus 15, minus 17, uh, you know, degrees. So it's going to be a cold, very cold one up there. I think they, I saw Mount Washington wind chills minus 100 degrees below Hmm. zero will be the, the actual wind chill up there with the wind and all that. So meanwhile, down here, I mean, it's still, we're, we're probably facing the last tough morning today. Because of the black ice, you know, you've got cleared yeah. sections and right. you hit a bridge and, you know, all all night, you know, in this area. And I'm sure in other areas north of us that are still, you know, ex- experiencing below, uh, uh, you know, uh, below freezing temperatures. Mm-hmm. I know Independent Bob, I saw him yesterday and he lives up, he lives up uh, above Hot Springs, Arkansas, but they got the same thing up there. Right. Yeah. Where, where he's lived. So, yeah. Uh, there's a still a wide area where this morning's still going to be bad. Uh, there's yep. just you were just telling me you were looking and uh, we've been Alan's been looking at it. I've been looking at it. <laughs> Alan and I have the longest rides home, mm-hmm. so it's like okay, that's what's happening because everything was really clear. It's just there was there was uh, you know the, the roads were still wet and we knew it was going to freeze overnight. And even though it's not really you know cold temperatures, I mean thirty one thirty degrees. It's enough where the elevated surfaces can be extremely slippery. Yeah, and if you think you know you're on safe ground, then all of a sudden you hit a patch of ice, then it goes sideways very quickly, and you're seeing a number of accidents and and uh, and at least partial road closures around our area this morning. But uh, that will hopefully be all of it at least for now, as we're expected to get well above freezing um, throughout the area uh, later today and should get uh, even warmer into the weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. My goal is to hit the driving range on Sunday. Yeah. Before I go to sleep and go to work. That's my goal. Right. Don't know if we'll get there, but that's the goal. All right. Uh, well, the, more bad economic news. The productivity of U.S. workers saw its biggest annual decline 
in 2022 in nearly five decades. Hmm. Non-farm labor productivity, a measure that compares the outputs of goods and services to the numbers of hours work, dropped 1.5% in the final three months. That meant productivity fell 1.5%. 3 percent in 2022 hmm. that is the biggest annual drop since 1974 wow i'm gonna have to go back and look i mean how do they measure productivity in may of 2020 and april of 2020 with so many people out right is that because the number of people that were still at work actually produced goods and services were still being produced or even they were even if they were working right. remotely oh okay you're still producing you're still producing it. right okay right you know gdp was down in that quarter though like 31 percent mm-hmm. but is that because there were still and all some... that happened i think within one month yes you're yeah. right yeah. yeah so did it even i'm just may go back and see if i can can find that but yes yeah, so the biggest drop since 1974 so I don't know. I mean, I it's you know you look at everything that's going on. I mean, the Fed mm-hmm. quarter of a point rate. Yeah, right. Well, and they expect. In fact, uh, they signaled there would be more increases going forward, which most believe that would be the case. So there could be a couple of more, if not three more, increases for this year. And many of my financial friends said should have been point five. If, you're, if, well, you're, if you if you right. say you're going to continue doing it, why not do then a point just, five? Yeah, do it right, now. Right, and and it's like okay, I'd love to get into, I'd love to get into a discussion with financial people as to, you know, is it better to take the hit now or over a long period of time? Does it make a difference? Right. It seems like, you know, drawing this out and making the pain go on for longer periods right. of time is worse. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. The Bonus Show. In Trudeau Radio, 86690-RED-EYE. Some of the best things wrote uh, yesterday on uh, the whole Hunter Biden situation mm. uh, was uh, Hunter Biden's attorneys 
you know, coming out yesterday and saying that, you know, telling their friends, their these people that are prosecutors and friends of the Biden family and in the Department of Justice to go after Steve Bannon and uh, and uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani and the computer store owner mm-hmm. uh, because uh, they took his private information and exploited it. And then the media just exploded yesterday saying, Hunter Biden admits the laptop is his because in order to make that case, you're saying the laptop is yours. Yeah, and then the right. lawyers coming out later on and saying, no, 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 no. We're not claiming that the laptop was his. It's like, then what are you claiming? And this was written by Andrew McCarthy for the president's son to be pleading with the president's prosecutorial cronies and appointees to weaponize law enforcement against people who have exposed him while he and his father are under criminal investigation. Uh-huh makes one wonder if Hunter is giving up his career as the next Rembrandt to become <laughs> a Republican National Committee operative. <laughs> Particularly hilarious is the 180 mm. that Team Biden is already pulling less than 24 hours after rolling out this new uh, er, uh, he actually puts in er, mm. er strategy. Fox News reports Hunter is not actually admitting that the laptop from hell contained his data, only that it was alleged to be his data by the people he wants prosecuted. That, excuse me, only that it was alleged to be the data by the people he wants prosecuted, evidently for stealing his property, that on, that on second thought really wasn't his property. If you can follow this dizzying argument, I mean, it was just the most bizarre day. This administration, and I include Hunter Biden and the lawyers in this administration, because uh, anything that Hunter Biden does, I believe his father approves of. Well, yeah, uh, there's no doubt that everything that's that's every move right now is being closely monitored and carefully orchestrated by his father which begs the question was this joe's idea <laughs> well with the the way his public relations are it's just with, whether it's, you have to ask whether it's a white house counsel department of justice any of the spokespeople for them uh kareen uh, jean pierre everything is horrible and every time they speak it gets horribler well that's <laughs> but if you include the idea that joe is not being forthcoming with his own people i could see joe biden talking to his son you know what you need to do is you need to tell your lawyers you're going to go after giuliani (laughs) go after steve bannon it's no joke it's serious jack jack that's what you should do hunter gets off the phone says my dad said we should do this did he really say that yeah was he serious yeah he actually said no joke serious i can't believe lawyers are this bad i cannot believe i don't lawyers are this bad you you just it's honestly it is that's that's horrendous think about that not that something was blurted out 
during no. a, a a drunk fest, you know, like a Iggy Danchenko <laughs> style. So we, we just, you know, what we should do. We should just, you know, on a put together on a, on a YouTube interview somewhere. Put together a dossier and yeah. just make all these salacious claims against Trump. Yeah, and maybe somebody will buy it. Right. Well, which they did. Where'd you even get this weird stuff? But I'm friends with Hunter. But the whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing is planned. Yeah. yeah. This was orchestrated by multiple people. And we know it's been in the works for a while because a month ago, you know, the stories were out there in the mainstream media that Hunter Biden and, and his allies and his lawyers were going to go after. They were going to go after to uh, destroy the credibility mm-hmm. of the people that brought this, right. including Rudy Giuliani and and the computer store owner. I mean, this was out there already that mm-hmm. this was mm-hmm. going to happen. Right. So we know this is calculated, and it was so incredibly poorly done. I mean, I, it's just... It's it's really you know we we we've, we've said the 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 term before everybody get off the crack but when you see well, something like this when you see these kind of errors from lawyers and this was planned to to come a couple hours later and back off it the problem was when they came out and said that Bannon and Giuliani and the computer store owner invaded his privacy. So you're admitting this is his information. It's his information and therefore his laptop, which, again, the media all agrees now. There's no argument. So it was like, wow. So it came out. I think the New York Post, you know, it's his laptop, whatever. I mean, right. I, I, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. paraphrasing here, but their headlines were, yeah. you know, he admits it's his laptop. And I don't know how long it was afterwards. The lawyers come out and go, no, 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 no. We're not making that claim. Well, then, well, what then, you, then who do you represent? Yeah, who do you represent then? Because if it's not Hunter's information, if it's if it's not his if it's not his information, if it's not the laptop you're talking about, then what do well, any that, of those people, what yeah. do any of those parties have anything to do with it? Right, because the information that they were giving is the information that everybody agrees with on the laptop. Right. So what are you doing? Well, as we said earlier, by admitting it's the laptop. When that first came out, everybody went, "Whoa! You just connected the dots, and you connected the you connected another dot right to your father." And how do we know this? Because your father was talking. And this is Joe Biden, in case anybody doesn't know, was was uh, using the fifty one intelligence agents as I mean, you saw what fifty one intelligence agents said about Russia disinformation. Well, Biden knew it was a lie. When everybody was saying that it was a lie, we now know. Because Hunter Biden said it in his own words, they let mm-hmm. us know that everybody knew that it was a lie, which meant Joe Biden knew it was a lie. Hunter Biden knew it was a lie. And those are the key figures in this in- entire case, with the uh, key figure being Joe Biden. He knew it was a lie. And so they figured that out and went, we got to back off. Oh, wait a minute. This isn't necessarily admitting that uh, that the, that the uh, uh, information... Uh, we're talking about was the information on the laptop. Then what are you talking about? Yeah. Then what the hell are you talking about here? What that's? It, and do makes, you really want to go through discovery mm-hmm. on a case like this? Oh yeah, that's the other thing too. All right, so now you're going to sue them. Let's go through discovery. I mean, it was 
you know they don't want to go through discovery on this. No. We know they don't want to take it any further. So they did this merely as a public relations move. Right. Did it work? <laughs> no. World's <laughs> biggest boomerang. I mean, you know, I said earlier, it sounds like they're all smoking crack. But yeah. honestly, they're so far gone. You would, If you're this far gone... You need to smoke crack to sober up. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just. I don't know who. Because well, if, if, this, if this is what sobriety brings, then you may need crack. Well, but we are not advocating drug use to do sober things, folks. We want to make it clear. This is all well, tongue. You, this is all tongue in cheek because this is so bizarre. If if you, you know, if you're a lawyer, you're required to pass the bar. Not stop in and have a bunch of drinks. <laughs> but I love how he writes this. Oh, my gosh. So, Hunter is not actually admitting that the laptop from hell contained his data, only that it was alleged to be his data by the people he wants prosecuted, evidently for stealing his property that on second thought wasn't his real property, yet... All major mainstream media has now admitted it is his laptop, and that information was on his laptop. Yeah. Yesterday was so bad it was good. <laughs> well, no, it was so it was really horrible. And, it was and really horrible. We do have advice for Hunter Biden. Do not pay your lawyers for the hours they billed you for... For the last month, yeah. if yesterday was the fruition of of all of their work, mm -hmm. you got ripped off big time, Hunter. <laughs> yeah. God, just I don't I I don't know how something like that happens. How did they not see that? Multiple people, not one person, said. Uh, you know where this goes if you actually follow through. And after they, again, they, those stories that were out about what they were going to do mm -hmm. was the initial. Okay, we're going to go after you, people. We're going to, we're we're going to go after your yeah. credibility right. here. And so we knew this was coming. Everybody right. knew this was coming. Right. I'm sure Giuliani knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the and and by the way, the um, uh, uh, computer store owner Mac Isaac, mm -hmm. yeah, he. He and his lawyer served Hunter Biden for defamation of character here in the last two weeks. Right. They talked about it. They go, oh, whoa, all of a sudden we get this after we serve him. Right. And they said it was really hard to find him. But they found him and served him, uh, uh, you know, on on their lawsuit. And it's only a $75,000 lawsuit. Yeah. Hmm. I would have thought it would be more because I know his business has been destroyed right. uh, uh, by it. But, uh, yeah, just a... We knew this was coming, and so you would just you would just think it would have been more organized because that's the thing. That's the thing that is so unbelievable is these are big lawyers with mm -hmm. big law firms mm -hmm. that get paid a lot of money. Yeah, that we knew based on the evidence that existed, anything they do had to be more public relations than legal substance. Right, man, did they blow this? Oh. This is horrifically bad. I don't know how they could have done any more damage.
No. No. Public relations wise. No. Everything they've done to try and stay in front or get out in front of the whole laptop thing was destroyed by this. Every effort. The whole 51 former members of the Intel community. (laughs) Everything that they did just fell to the ground. And for some reason they don't realize is that by doing this, it leads right up to the president. Oh, so the the president knew it was a lie. Right. And that's, that's, you want to know where Republicans are going, they could care less about Hunter. Right. No, this is all about the president. This is about influence peddling with the president. Yep. And they just made it harder for the president. Yeah. Wow. Just amazing. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. Check out all the latest in news, events, trekking information, and... It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. Just quickly here, and then a tiny bit of balloon talk. Hmm. From Popular Mechanics, giant wind turbines keep mysteriously falling over. This shouldn't be happening. They're building these things so big, they're not engineering them correctly. And apparently, whether it's uh, in, uh, in, in Germany or especially in Europe, even though it's happening in Oklahoma, Colorado, Germany, Sweden, the all three of the major manufacturers admitting that the race to create bigger wind turbines has invited manufacturing issues. They're tumbling over. They're oh. falling over. Hmm. You see some of these massive ones? Yeah. Right. They're, some of them are bigger than the space needle they're talking about in, in, uh, in Seattle. Right. The things are falling over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> inevitably, when there is a rush and there's also tons of government money involved, you're going to have major mistakes made. They say production issues may be to blame for the mysterious increase in failures. Hmm. Turbines are growing larger as quality control plans are getting smaller. Hey, the government money's flowing in. you got to make them real quick. Exactly. Still, though, it's inexcusable engineering-wise. Well, and it makes you wonder uh, how, how how does it impede the their ability to get more land? To build these. That's a great point. Because the NIMBY effect will will be yeah. in effect yeah. even greater at this point. So you think they'll ask uh, any balloon questions to Corrine Jean-Pierre today? I think it's going to be a lot of balloon questions. questions. Yeah. A ton of the, balloon The memes questions. are going to be all over the place on this well, Chinese in, balloon. You know, the, the Chinese foreign ministry already issuing a statement this morning. You know, they're... It, they're going to want to know what the... Because I, I know she's going to defer to the Pentagon. But what does the president have to say about it? But I'm guessing that will also be deferred to the Pentagon. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> this is Red Eye Radio. On Westwood One. 
John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.